welcome to the Property Insights Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you find your first home, your next home, or investment property. Join the conversation with Howie and Callum. Welcome back to Property Insights Podcast, episode two. Thanks very much for listening and getting through episode one, and we appreciate you coming back. Hopefully you survived that one, and you're, you're back here to, to dive a little deeper. We're going to be talking about open homes. Let's kick it off, Howie. Open homes. Yeah, open homes. Um, so probably on a Friday night, you've put your list together, or early Saturday morning, um, and you've got a list of different open homes to go to. How do you choose which ones to go to if they're overlapping in terms of time? Probably the answer to that would be go to the one that you prefer the most. Yep. Um, and you can always go to a Wednesday open or the following Saturday to the other one if you want to have a look. Yeah, look, um, open homes, generally speaking, half an hour long. Um, you, uh, you know, you've only got a very limited time in terms of open homes, especially if there's a lot of people there to see a house. But look, we make these massive decisions about purchasing home with millions of dollars uh, sometimes um, based on a five-minute inspection. Yeah, so. sometimes less time than when you're looking to buy a car. It's, um, it's, it, it is, yeah, it's, it's almost a little strange in Australia. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the world, but um, you've got to make sure you get to open homes and make sure you get to multiple of the same property. Uh, make sure you're looking at if it's a rainy day, don't go, oh my God, I'm not going to go out to open homes today because it's wet. Make sure you get out there and you see the home on a wet day, on a dark day. Um, what, some of the things things that I always recommend buyers do at open homes um, is see properties that might not be on their list if they've got time. So you've got to make a list of all the properties you actually want to see. And if you can f- slot some others in there, in between, they may be above or below your budget as well to see what a little bit more could get you and it'll help you It'll help you price things that you're currently actually interested in as well. Um, so get to as many as you can, see as many as you can, make sure you're returning to the ones you like. In particular, I'd be making sure you go back on, on the midweek inspection, whether that's a Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever it is for your area. Um, get back for a midweek inspection. It's a little bit quieter. Um, spend a bit more time. You can actually probably talk to the agent a bit more at that midweek inspection. But uh, what, what? How many? How many open homes do you think a, a, an active buyer in the marketplace should be should be attending on a Saturday? Oh, look, I think if you've got time, and it's tricky with kids. You know, sometimes if you've got younger kids, but you have to sort of work in and around sport. Um, but I think if they're available, if you could see four or five, if it's not too much, I think that's probably a decent amount. That probably equates to about two and a half hours, you know, um, including travel time. So it, it's not an insignificant amount of time. Um, but go and ha- yeah, exactly. Go and have a look. You'll know pretty much, you know, gut, gut instinct is really important when you're looking at property. You'll yep. walk in the door, you know, you'll, you'll probably know whether it's right for you or not right for you in the first couple of minutes. Um, but go and have a look as much of it as you can. The first inspection is generally a broad brushstrokes inspection. Okay, is the roof on? Is, the, is there holes in the walls? No. Good. Is it, is it the street that yeah, I expected? Totally, you know? right? And, and, and it's not just about the house, right? Exactly right. It's about the parking in the street. It's about the proximity to the, the shops or the proximity Schools to the transport or whatever it is. Um, so all these things you'll learn as part of your journey. It's not just about the property that you're searching, but also the community that you'll be living in once you've bought it. Um, but have a look, broad brush strokes, get in there and have a whip round. It's a bit sometimes uncomfortable if there's a lot of people there to sort of spend quality time looking at a property. 
Um, but if you feel like, yes, look, this one's the one for us, it's high on our priority list, put a number on your list. Is it number, out of the five that you've seen, is it number four? Is it number two? Give it a, give it a rating um, or an AB if, you, if that's the way you work. Um, and then, you know, if, if there's a couple of A's on that list, book them in for a second inspection. Um, the other thing too is, you know, you might want to prioritise in terms of timing. If that one that you really like is going to auction in a week's time, get back there as soon as you can. If you can't make the scheduled opens, call your agent and see what they can do in terms of private inspections. One other thing I'd, I'd say about the numbers of people at open homes is they generally drop off as the campaign goes along. So your first Saturdays, your first Wednesdays, you know, even your second Saturdays, they're, they're your busy, busiest opens. Um, most people haven't seen the property before, so when it comes to market, you sort of get everyone who comes through. So there's 35 buyers in the marketplace. Well, they're probably all going to see it in the first two weeks. Um, they're all going to come through. They're all going to see it. After that point, it's only going to be new buyers and return inspections. Um, so it's going to drop off. So uh, if you're early into your search... Um, and you're going to these brand new listings and you're wondering why there's so many people at some compared to others, just look at how long it's been on the market. If there is some questions you, you, you'd want to ask, Howie, what would be the main questions you'd, you'd be asking an agent at an open home? Well, it depends on what sort of property it is, but if it was a unit, I'd be interested to know um, things about potentially the strata levies, um, costs that you might, it depends if you're an investor or, or, or a homeowner that you're living there. Either way, um, there's going to be future costs involved and some properties have different costs to others. Um, you might be looking at an apartment, um, two-bedroom apartment that has a levy of 500 and you can look at another two-bedroom apartment in the same suburb that has a levy of 1200 per quarter. And so those those things are things that you'll have to take into consideration because you're going to have to be paying those fees as an ongoing. Yep. So the next the next step, if you like a property, uh, is generally to request the contract. Now, a lot of people don't really know what requesting a contract does or is. And now requesting a contract is a, is a contract of sale that's been provided by the owner's solicitor. Um, they've prepared that. You can receive a copy of that. It'll have some more information in there, which which can be handy to you. It'll have things like a, where the sewer runs. Um, so maybe there's a beautiful big flat block of land and the sewer runs right through the middle of it so you can't really put a pool in uh, or it's cost prohibitive to put a pool in. So requesting a contract if you do like the property is okay. Um, if you are requesting a contract, please give the agent feedback. Please return their call because it is a sign that you have interest in the property. Um, what do you do with that contract, Howie? What is the point of that contract and why would you, why would you need to request that when you might not even be buying this home yeah so look the the contract's a really important part of the the sale because um it'll have information in there that is relevant critical to the sale um we don't expect you to know the ins and outs of a contract there might be some people out there lawyers and solicitors and conveyances out there buying property that are all over this stuff but the general buyers will look at it and it will be a lot of words and gobbledygook and stuff that means you know doesn't mean a lot to you um, that's okay. It, it doesn't matter. It's good to have a, a brief look over there if you've got some interest in it. But the most important thing is to hand that, if, you know, if you've got further interest and you are looking to purchase a property, then you would send that contract to a conveyancer um, or to your solicitor for them to have a look over it because there'll be some information in there that, that may be um, uh, the difference between you buying that property and not buying that property. One of the key things on the contract is the settlement date as well. Uh, so you might be 
not aware, but when you actually purchase a property, the time between when you exchange that contract and when you actually get possession, that can greatly vary. That can be 42 days, which is standard uh, where we practice, or it could be six months. Um, it could be subject to probate. It, there's lots of different things that you need to get. Um, you need to get your solicitor to review that contract just to be aware. But that settlement date is found on the front page. It's pretty easy. Ask the agent. They'll show you where it is and you'll know where it always is. The other reason I'd say request a contract is because it shows interest. And what you don't want to happen in, uh, in a property purchasing scenario is the agent overlooks you. Uh, and now a good agent shouldn't do this, but it does happen where the the agent gets an offer from a party and they only go back to contract holders. They don't let anyone else know that there's been an offer placed on the property and the property is going to be sold. So if you do have interest, I'd always be requesting that contract. That means you'll probably get any communication on the property, you'll be, you'll be receiving that as a contract holder. Um, any changes, they'll be communicating that to you. Um, unfortunately, if, you, if you're trying to play your cards too close to your chest um, and an auction's upcoming and you know, the agent doesn't know, you know, they're inexperienced and they don't know that you're going to be coming to the auction. They only feel like they've got one buyer. They might sell that prior um, and you might be standing there going, oh my gosh, I didn't even get a phone call. This property just sold. So requesting a contract is a good way to, to show your interest as well as telling the agent, I do like the property. Um, I do have some interest. Uh, it's obviously conditional upon reviewing this contract. Um, but yeah, just to, to help them keep you uh, in the loop. So that's open homes. Now, um, other ways to view property, you've got private appointments. Um, tell me about them, Howie. What's a, what's a private appointment? How do I go about organising one? Yeah, so look, private appointments um, really comes down to the discretion of the vendor. Some vendors have families and they find it really difficult to have um, open times and you know, outside of the scheduled open times. Look, it takes a lot to present a property um, to market. If you've never sold before, you know, there's a lot of things that you're not seeing that happen in the background for that open day to happen. It's as simple as have a look at the way that, that you guys sort of, you know, you live at the moment. You don't, your house, my house certainly isn't always in presentation quality. <laughs> Definitely not. There's, you know, tracksuit pants on the on the yep. hallway floor, stuff like that. I don't so, have I don't have 12 perfectly placed lemons <laughs> and limes yeah, in the and burning candles. Um, so look, there's a lot that goes into it. So, but there are uh, vendors that understand that there are buyers that can't get to the scheduled open homes um, but really have a lot of interest in the property particularly for second or third inspections I think that they might open up that gate a little bit to um, you know have a little bit more flexibility and get you through outside of the open times the best way to do it is you know check in with your agent your agent's probably going to ask you you know can you make the scheduled opens um, and if there's absolutely no way, um, you've tried everything, you know, your partner's overseas and this is the only window that you can get there, have that conversation with your agent. He'll go back to the vendor and see what he can arrange or he or she can arrange for you. And it might give you just that real opportunity to see the property through a different lens because you're not worried about other buyers sort of looking at what you're looking or, or getting in the way of your, you know, really focusing on the property. Keep in mind that, that an agent may have multiple parties that are private. You may not be the only one as well. Um, in particular, at the moment, I've got a property that's got some tenants in it. So if I get a private inspection um, and I've got the tenants to leave the property for just this private, I'm going to try and get as many groups there as I can to make it worth it um, So because we're extremely restricted. Uh, the one thing I'd say is if you make a private inspection, make sure you turn up. Do not not show to a private appointment. The owner has gone to a lot of effort to get the home ready just for you um, or for you and one or two other groups. Uh, 
make sure you turn up. Make sure you come. Make sure you're there. Have a good look through. Uh, but also... It's going to help you a lot too. And then, you know, once you're at the negotiation stage, if you are interested... It is, it um, is. Because they're going to have a much, you know, better relationship with you as the buyer. Exactly. If you don't show to their, and, you know, to their private appointment and then you try to negotiate, it's probably going to cost you some more money. But also, make sure you give feedback after that private appointment. Don't come through and then never answer your phone again. Um, the owner really wants to hear your feedback. If it's not for you after that private appointment, that's fine. Just let the agent know. Um, it's better than just ghosting, ghosting the calls altogether. Well, that's episode two. Done. Pretty happy with that one. So let us know what you think. If you are happy too, or you do have any questions, propertyinsightspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, give us some feedback, um, send us through your questions. If you've got any, we'll um, try to answer them in future episodes. Uh, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you coming in and listening to our podcast. Um, we look forward to speaking with you in episode three. Thanks, guys. Thank you.